Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. So it's Friday. It is. But on this May 5th. May 5th. Which we say... Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Everybody drive safe. That's what I'm saying about Cinco de Mayo. Straight up. People celebrate it in, in bad ways. Well, like most holidays. Like most holidays. Like That's most ho- true. Like most holidays here in America. In America. No matter, no matter what the uh, No matter history, what it is. No matter That's what exactly the history. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Drive yeah. safe. Yeah. So, Psalm 88. Psalm 88. Last day for the psalm of... Um, yeah, it, it's a heavy psalm. I mean, it's it's darkness and despondency. Uh, and yet when we have those moments in our lives, we know that we're not the first, and we can take those things to God in prayer. And it's when we talk about this psalm that I realize still how spiritually immature I am, because it is it is so dark and it is so heavy. I know there's that part of me that constantly wants to try to, okay, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's lighten this up a little bit. But sometimes I, yeah, what we're supposed to learn is there there's the place for... Let's sit. Let's sit in the heavy. Mm-hmm. Let's that's sit right. in it, and yeah. that's that's what we're seeing here. So I'm going to try to do that today. Here, Psalm 88. I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible, 95 edition. A song, a psalm of the sons of Korah, for the choir director, according to Mahalath Leonoth, a maskil of Heman the Ezraite. O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul has had enough troubles, and my life has drawn near to Sheol. I am reckoned among those who go down to the pit. I have become like a man without strength, forsaken among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more. They are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the lowest pit, in dark places, in the depths. Your wrath has rested upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. You have removed my acquaintances far from me. You have made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eye has wasted away because of affliction. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise up and praise you? Will your loving kindness be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be made known in the darkness and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help. And in the morning, my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I was afflicted and about to die from my youth on. I suffer your terrors. I am overcome. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. They have encompassed me altogether. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in darkness." Okay. I, I've been picking up on the way that verse 18 has been rendered in the different ones. Mm-hmm. And that's the second time uh, we caught Lover this yes. week. Yeah. Uh, I think the other one was in the Matt Basford. Basford, yeah. Salter. I wonder if he relies on the New American Standard. Maybe that's I why. I kind of wonder if he was reading after that. Yeah. But yeah. how they play with ending in darkness every time. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and how was it there? You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in darkness. But in, they do have in in italics, so my acquaintances are darkness. Yes. Darkness is my companion. I guess that would be difficult to know. Uh, so so most of them are putting it at the end because it is the last word of the psalm. The, okay. the word for darkness is the last one in the psalm, so these translations are trying to highlight that. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, is that when you're in an inflected language, you can put something at the end 
and the people will still see it as the the subject here. Right, so this would the be a main. predicate nominative, and so it could mean darkness is my companion. Mm-hmm. You know, not not that you've made all my friends com- friends darkness, but you've taken my friends away, and darkness is my only darkness friend. Is my friend? Yeah, that's that's what you're left with okay. in this final verse. Which is why, although I don't think we actually said it, I did name the conversation at the beginning of the week, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. That's right, you Because, did. of course, I do love that song, although it has absolutely nothing to do with this psalm. It's a completely different <laughs> idea, but I love that line, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. That's what we find here in it Psalm is, It is, yeah, it's a good So line. it's Friday. It's always a good Friday on Text Talk. Yeah, and Friday we, we make the connection from the yeah. psalms to Jesus. So we've talked for a couple of days, even you know, with, with Mike's off, as we knew we were going to be talking about Psalm 88 and trying to figure out some conversations and what we see here. And I have to admit, I'm just going to admit it to you right here, and even having written the blog post already and said something about it, um, you know, we've talked about finding Jesus here and the connection to his prayer in the garden. And even though I've pushed back against it, as I was reading it there, I thought, you know what, maybe I shouldn't push so far back against it. <laughs> um <laughs> So why don't you talk about well, that? We've talked I, about that with the mics off. So why don't you go ahead and bring up um, what, what you're well, seeing here? You know, one, one of the things, you know, this is one of those Psalms where I'm, I'm not sure that I've, I find a direct quotation somewhere in the New Testament. No. So it's not as simple as some of them to find Jesus here. But we have observed a few times how what you have here is three prayers to God. Mm-hmm. And what is being communicated is, is the darkness, is the isolation, the Friends have fled from me. The loved ones are gone from me. Uh, you know, e- either they've deserted or maybe they've died, but they're gone now. And and he puts that to God. And uh, yeah, three prayers. It put me in mind of the circumstances surrounding Jesus in the night of his betrayal. Uh, that he in the garden goes off and he prays three times and he's asking his uh, disciples or at least a handful of them to keep watch with him and to pray with him. Of course, this is where you have the part where he says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak because the, the fellows, they keep falling asleep. But I mean, as I was reading over the psalm, I begin to reflect, we don't know all that the Lord said in those prayers. We know he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass for me, but not my will, thy will be done. But surely he wasn't just repeating that, you know, for, um, yeah, not for, over for, for, an, for hour. an hour, yeah. right? And so I begin to look at this type of sorrow in Psalm 88, and I think it, it would fit several aspects of the situation, the impending arrest, strike the shepherd and the sheep scatter. He is going to be deserted by his closest. I mean, Peter's going to deny him. Um, there, there's a lot of things fixing to happen right around the time of his arrest and the prayer in the garden that, to me, echo uh, some of the things going on here in Psalm 88. So here's what happened in my mind as I was reading it. So I've, I've pushed back against that when we've been talking in the office and as I've been reading and studying. And like I said, even writing the blog post, this is, is actually a little bit different than what I said in the blog post on this. And I'm not going to go back and rewrite it because uh, I just don't have time. But <laughs> the... the uh, The reason I've pushed back is because I just thought, man, this is so intense. I just can't mm-hmm. see this representing what Jesus says in the garden or even, I mean, if, but all of a sudden I'm reading it again and I'm remembering Isaiah 53, 10, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that all of those, all the, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, took on a different, in, 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 
reading it through the lens of Jesus, it took on a different place for me that what we see is in fact, the Lord did this mm-hmm. and you what put the, me to grief. You, you put yeah this this psalm brings that up and boy and then this of course psalm the, speaks to grief yes and and why have you done this well i mean i do know he quotes psalm 22 and he quotes the part in psalm 22 oh, my god my god why have you forsaken yeah. me so it's it's the very question that he does quote and that one we know is a quote so all of a sudden i'm actually seeing this more the way you were seeing it before, even though I was pushing back on that. Well, that... it's you know, it's 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 a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other the other occasion, I guess, I thought where I saw this psalm is uh, when Lazarus dies, and of course the Lord waits to go and visit Lazarus. Excuse me, and and the sisters and everything, and and they tell him, if you'd been here, oh, if you'd been here, we know you could have done something. But Lazarus died, and Jesus wept. Mm. He sees the sisters, he sees the mourners. And I, I just contemplate the idea of, of Jesus in his full humanity, fully God and fully human, being tested at all points as are we and yet without sin, that he would know deep, deep loss, deep, deep mourning. Mm. And maybe it's this kind of content in Psalm 88 that's in his heart when he weeps over a Lazarus, when he weeps with those mourners at that time. And not to say that's the only person that ever you know died in his life, but that's, that's the one we read about. Well, I you know I can see those I can see those connections, and I I, I see some I, of those connections. Yeah, here. So for me, and I'll throw this out. Yeah. Even with that, I think this still makes sense. That just if we take this psalm where it was at the time that it was written, here is again the darkest psalm. And I've commented, we've commented a couple of times this week about it ends in a way that we're like, it's not supposed to end like this. It shouldn't end with the word darkness. We want to see light. We want to see hope. Yes. And the way this psalm ends, there are so many other psalms that do bring up the darkness, that do bring up the despair, that bring up the doubt, but they, they all come back to faith and strength and confidence. And either there's absolute utter faith that God is going to respond, or it's a memorial after the fact, and God did respond. And we see that in so many of the psalms, but we don't have that this psalm ends without the response from God. This psalm ends without faith that God is going to respond. It basically it ends without a response. It ends without an answer, and therefore it is begging for an answer. It is mm. begging for a response. And when I read this psalm and I get to the end and I want God to respond, I'm left wondering when is God going to respond? When is God going to respond? And I'm just going to say, well, I know when He responded. He responded when Jesus went to the cross. Mm-hmm. He responded when Jesus was buried. And went into the grave. Yeah. Sheol went into the, the realm of the dead, the pit. Yeah. And then on Sunday, the first day of the week, Amen. he was no longer there. And so we have these questions that are asked. Do you work wonders for the dead? I'll tell you what, on that Sunday morning, what we found out is the answer to that question is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Do the departed rise up to praise you? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, do. They will. Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Are your wonders known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? If Jesus does not tell us that all of that, if his resurrection doesn't tell us yes, yes, yes to all of this, I don't know what it says. What we find, how are we going to look at this? We find the response to this psalm is, yes, Mm -hmm. there is resurrection. There is something more. Heman didn't know it. Heman was... that was a progressive revelation issue. Mm-hmm. And I get it. They didn't understand. Heman didn't understand. But when we see Jesus come forth from the grave, we find out there there are answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. And that is God's response. Mm-hmm. Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection. Wow, what mm-hmm. a response. Mm-hmm. I think we should praise the Lord for that.
do praise the Lord for that. So uh, if you're in the Tampa area this weekend, please come out and worship with us at uh, Livingston. Go to the website, www.christiansmeethere.org for times, for location, address, and all that good information. Uh, of course, we'd love to get feedback from all of our listeners. You can send us uh, email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And uh, thank you for joining us for this this week in this episode. Our great God and Father, we are thankful to you. We are thankful to you, Father, that a host of questions are raised in this psalm uh, about darkness, about death, about sorrow, about loneliness. But Father, your resolute answer is in the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he is living, living to hear us, living as our high priest, living as, to intercede and living to lead as our King and our Lord. And we go through times of terrible darkness and sorrow and loneliness, the kind of times described in this psalm, but we know we are not alone. And Father, help us to remember that, to always choose and trust in that, as dark as things may be, there is the light of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Did you hit the button? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it. Okay, well, great. Happy Friday, Edwin. <laughs> Man, I didn't know you hit the button again. Okay. <clears throat> this is just, it's a tough week. It's a tough, it's week. tough week. It's tough. It's just been rough. Okay.